friends, I'm Mackenzie, the gal. And I'm Eldon, the gay. Welcome to The Gal and Her Gay. Season 2. This is episode 5. This oh, we're already recording. This is episode 5. Hello. Working 9 to 5. Oh my god, what a great episode because we're going to talk about 9 to 5s. I, I just clicked that in. That was the whole fucking idea. Oh, I can see. Okay, I'm just. Anyways, done. we're still in the studio. If you listen to <laughs> all of our other episodes, uh, this we're year. talking about like podcast recording before you know Alden goes back to Calgary and I go back to GP. We're at <laughs> Lindsay's little photo shoot session. Um, she's just gonna show us some pictures here real quick. Oh my God, so cute! <laughs> oh my God, Alden. They are actually. They're so cute. Where she's showing us, she has so many clients today, and this chick oh my is God, she's like so the definition beautiful. of a dream. I love that oh, little abs. saddle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The poof, the styling. Come on, on lady. Bed. Wow. Wow. Gorgeous. Oh, wow. I love this for you. This is your nine Come to five. On, this ties in with the episode perfectly. This is my nine to five. Ten to whenever we're done here. Yeah, I want to already go home. Yeah, look. And then we can do Ooh, laundry. Gorgeous. And then I got her to like unzip her pants. Oh, dirty. Like a sexy moment. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. Abs, what like, is what are her. those photos for? Just for herself. That's nice. Yeah. I love that for her. Some Instagram quantity tens. Oh, right. she's here. Okay, shut bye. it bye. shut bye. the door. Love you. Bye. Love you, have fun. Have fun being your own little dolly part and self there, Jane all right. Fonda. Alrighty. Alright, alright, alright. I hate us. Um, so we're back yeah. at it. We're just kind of tucked away and talking about our getting jobs. Getting her done. Is this our job? Or is it a hobby? We're not getting paid. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hobby. It's an expensive hobby, but yeah, it's yeah. a hobby. <laughs> well, we could get advertisements, but we ain't we, got enough followers for that. No, we need like so, so many. Share, share, like, subscribe, comment, and uh, tell ten friends. And we'll get you. Hey, you know what? Actually, we could do a contest. A contest? For like a Starbucks gift card? Ew, no. What do you mean, why? I mean, like, no one really engages. Not a contest, a giveaway. A, a giveaway, yeah. But like, I find that like, that I don't see the return in those sort of things. Like, especially for like small towns or like small businesses. Well, I don't. Clearly, you've never done enough of them in a small business because I always saw returns when I did them for the bridal store. And so does Lindsay. Yeah, but like, bridal store is an established thing. Yeah, this but we like, could be an established thing if we put lots of effort into it. Like, when we hit 200, then we can do a giveaway. May, well, maybe that's, that's goal. the goal. Add is, that on our goal list. I certainly will. I have it open right now. We're so organized. We have a list of ideas. And then in those ideas of the topics that we want to talk about in those ideas. And then we have goal setting for our podcast. So, come on. 200 follower giveaway. Giveaway. So, Fuck the Starbucks there. gift card. Let's do an alcohol one. Can we even like, do that? Is that legal? I, I don't, don't think know. it is. You have to be of 18. Age of majority. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Well, we'll have to do our research. What's When's the uh, timeline for that? What do you think? Let's say three months. Two to four month category f- yes. fine? Yes. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So we've got purple in there. <laughs> Sorry, I've got some indigestion. We had some Subway. We had a little lunch break. I didn't get my chalky milk, but... No, no chalky milk for you. <laughs> you should watch Sad Chicken. No, this is part of that show I was telling you about on Netflix called Disenchantment. And it's yes. written by Matt Grunin, the same guy that wrote Seinfeld. And, or not Seinfeld. <laughs> the Simpsons and Futurama. Yes. 
and it's like the same sort of animation style. Anyways, there's this one little character, and he's a prince, but he gets turned into a pig. A pig? Yeah, it's not cute. But anyway, he always does this, and he's like, sad. Sad pig pig. No, he just says, sad. I used to do that joke with my old coworker when I was a receptionist for that short time. Uh, you know, another yeah. nine to five job I did. A literal nine to five. You're like, I want a nine to five. We've had so many jobs. I haven't. Okay. I've had so many jobs. <laughs> we were talking about that when we did our podcast with Lindsay too. Is like when I started working and then we were talking about technology as well, but like. Work is a thing. I have been working for so <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah, it is a thing. I feel like I've been working for my entire life. And people have mixed reviews on this because Trevor, as an example, grew mm-hmm. up in the city of Calgary. Fine. Love that for him. But he didn't get his first job until he was, like, closer to the end of high school. Yeah. Whereas I got my first job, the going into high school. So I had finished, like... I was 14! <laughs> Yeah, like legit, actually. So I have been working for a really long time. And some may argue that, like, you didn't get to enjoy your youth. And do you think that made you, like, grow up a lot faster? And, like, yes and no. 100% responsibility. I think it's good. Because your first job was the grocery store. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. I worked at. So, like, you don't take that home with you. You just leave and you're like, okay. No, I don't think you take any job home with you until you turn the age of, like, 20 to be completely honest when you're like, no other things to do with your life other when than you work realize that you're gonna work in retail for the rest of your last for the rest of your life it's making my it's gonna kill me it's gonna kill me it's gonna kill me but like there are retail heroes that make it a career and i think we are those people we're the special kind of people that can do it yeah my mom said that the other day she's like good for you for like liking to work with the public i was like I guess. And I think, again, it's one of those things where people just knock it because they're like, oh, it's such a, that's not a career. But why isn't it a career? Yeah. Totally could be. But going back to the idea of working when you're young, I think a lot of people have mixed reviews on it because, again, is it making you lose out on your youth? In Trevor's mindset, yes. Like if we were to have kids and they were to be going into high school or in high school, he doesn't agree that they should have a job. He thinks that they should just be you know, enjoying that time, which I do agree. But at the same time, if you're not prepared for life as adulthood, when you graduate high school, you're going to get hit with that so hard and you're going to be set back so bad. You're going to be like, ew, working? Well, it's like all of those kids that don't know how to cook or Mm -hmm. wash dishes or like, and I'm not knocking that, like whatever parenting style, whatever. I'm not a parent. I can't really make those judgment calls. But that being said, I feel like from my own personal perspective, working at such a young age gave me a lot of life lessons that helped me be an adult. Mm-hmm. Am I a responsible adult? No. No. <laughs> Am I Who really a is? good adult? Do I budget? Do I stay on meal plans? Do I get exercise regularly and go to the doctor? No. But no, either. <laughs> I don't think anybody does that. We're all human at the end of the day. Well, that's the thing. It's like working a nine to five. You have to make sure you have your days off during the week so you can do those things. Well, and again, yeah, it's just extra responsibility comes extra power. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of those With aspects. great power comes great responsibility. It is true. As RuPaul says. I don't think he, he says originated in, no, that know, quote, but, but yeah. <laughs> Whose lipstick do you choose? Not the one that's on my pants, I'll tell you that. Oh 
<laughs> Listen to the ep- last episode and you'll, you'll know. figure it out. Oh, well. But um, no, stop yeah. at nine to five. So my first job was at a grocery store. It yeah. was our local grocery store. I worked in the produce department. I woke up very, very early to stock the shelves and make sure everything was prepped and ready for when we opened in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my mom also worked at the grocery store. So one might argue that my mom got me that job, but... She didn't. I did it on my own accord. I did an interview with a completely mm-hmm. separate person. Um, Hi, mom. Will you please hire me? <laughs> Hired. And my mom wasn't in charge of hiring. She did office management, which is more or less like cash deposits and like mm-hmm. making sure the tills are good and, you know, people aren't stealing. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you pay for that cookie? No. No. No one pays for the cookies. And I, like the employees, stole from the grocery store constantly. We would make oh. poutine in the back. All the time. Like frozen French fries Oops, from the we department. we dropped this on the floor and the bag opened up into the, like, the oven. Into my mouth. <laughs> and the gravy somehow mixed itself and the cheese curds are 100% What do you perfectly expect? Melted. You got a bunch of 14-year-olds running around in a grocery store. <laughs> like, duh. But the Where work, are all the kids? Uh, hiding in the back making poutine. God damn. Anyways, so, yeah, that was my first job. And I woke up, woke up at the ass crack of dawn, mm-hmm. went home. And it was always on weekends. Like, it worked every single weekend. And then sometimes early in the morning, but like, I can't think of a time where I worked before school. It was always after school, but on the weekends, it was very early in the morning. What was your first job? Well, I mean, like, would working on the farm count as a first job? That 11? Well, yeah, Um, like working on the farm is a whole, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, that doesn't count because it's a family That's the family business. My mom worked at our grocery store, but it wasn't our family business. Yeah. Yeah. So technically my first job was the jewelry store. Oh, right. Okay. Because I was the kind of kid, I thought like I was a lot, I don't know, cooler than I was because I was like, I would never work at a grocery store and stock shelves. <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't want to work at Walmart. I don't want to do anything like that. So I applied to Lawler's because I had a friend that worked there and she was graduating school. So like they needed another after schooler. Yeah. Um, and so how I applied. I applied the summer of grade after grade 10. So you would have um, been like So six, I was 16. Yeah, okay. Um, 16, and then I interviewed twice, I believe. Um, no once. Okay. No, they kind of did a small interview when I dropped off my resume. Oh, just like I, asking you yeah, like... Yeah, just random questions. What, what do we call those questions? Um, Icebreakers. No, no, they're... Vibe check. Mm, not quite. Uh, that's all I can get I'll off think my brain. About, I'll think on it. Yeah, and then so I did my interview. Pre-interview questions. Pre-interview, yes. No, it's filter questions to Ooh, see if you are worth, worth the coming call. in. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Go on. I knew it was going to bother me. It was yeah. on the tip of my tongue. I was literally shitting bricks, like going there. I was like, oh my god, like I know nothing about <laughs> jewelry. Yeah. Um. So I like, did the interview. It went well. It was like with the two um owners. And then they're like, we'll call you. And then I was like, okay. God, that's intimidating. Two people doing an interview for yeah. a 16-year-old? Fuck, that would be terrifying. Yeah. So then they're like, are you comfortable being on camera? We always have security cameras running 24-7. They're like, I was yes, like, I'm always on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never have a bad angle. At that time, I didn't. <laughs> oh, God, anyway. Um, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like, I was there for four years. And then I yeah. worked up towards almost getting a management position job but then i decided to move to calgary and, that and that's more? the end of that because now i just work at h&m yeah and i worked at pandora for a little bit and that was not worth mentioning because i was there for a month and a half jewelry stores are a whole nother thing like i didn't work in a jewelry store i did a kiosk, a kiosk but it was still jewelry nonetheless and mm-hmm. it wasn't just like 
junky shit. It was like sterling silver and like natural gemstones and stuff. Like mm-hmm. not diamonds or gold. I remember my but, first custom design job. Yeah. And I was like 17 at this time and it was $26,000. And you were like, yes, okay. And my first husband is going to buy me this. <laughs> oh, no. My ring that I designed for myself is like almost $400,000. Yes, but you could still get your first husband to buy you jewelry. Oh, I know. But like imagine a 17 year old like we didn't make commission but like imagine if we made commission like off a $26,000 sale. In it. I felt like such a fraud. I was like who am I like this guy that's buying this ring like is buying it from a 17 year old like I wouldn't want to do that. But I mean like gives them the opportunity to learn but like I was just like so confident. I was like oh yeah this 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 and then he's like oh yeah I love that. I was like wow that's that so That natural easy. born salesperson. See I, it took me a long time to get comfortable. You got to get that vibe with the selling, yeah. Yep. And it's it is it is a because I'm like if you want it, you'll buy sure. it. I'm not gonna push you. I'm gonna yeah. tell you it looks good. But if you don't want it, you don't want it. And then I got out of that a little bit because Mike was like, "Oh my goodness, um, you're not making any sales." And I was like, "Well, I'm just so nervous. I'm yeah, like you don't 16 put, years you old. You have to be kind of pushy. It's not." I don't like calling it pushy. Now I sound like the asshole salesperson, but like, yeah. it's not being pushy. It's, it's being suggestive. directional or yeah. suggestive. Yes, you're like you're coaxing the them experience. into the right direction of what they do want. They just haven't verbalized yet. Yeah. And it's knowing how to get there. Yeah. God, could you think back to like, like the 50s or like, I don't even know, earlier than that, where they did like Tupperware parties or like door to door vacuum sales and. Yes, I know, but it's but, not as popular. Oh my god, door to door because you can't even cold call because yeah. there's like, you just go through the phone book and be like, hi, do you want to have a Tupperware party? Yeah. Like literally selling, um, the lady who invented Spanx, sorry, I just saw this the other day on Instagram. Yeah. Um, went door to door selling fax machines before she had the idea I've for Spanx. I've seen that video pop up too, yes. Yeah, I was like, imagine, well, she's like, this is stupid, a TikTok. Oh, I was going to say, oh. isn't it an ad for some like, you know, masterclass course? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think she was just... I think the one I saw, she was just talking, like, she has a series of, like, how people started their businesses. Oh, okay. Because I went to her page and they talked about, like, Because I think um, the owner Facebook of and stuff too. or maybe it's Nick's. Anyways, you know those master class courses? And it's mm-hmm. like, this is how I started. And I saw that video on that. But yeah. anyway, it doesn't matter. No, it was like a TikTok of, like, this is this person's history. And I was like, oh, I love TikTok. We know. We definitely That know. should be my nine to five. Oh, if I was God. paid to watch TikToks. Because making them is so hard. We try, and it's, like, it's so hard. Too much but it's time. fun. It is fun. But, but it takes up, like, for a 30-second video, like, I, I don't hour. have the patience for that. So, yeah, it wouldn't be my 9 to 5, that's for sure. But, yeah, yeah selling is a whole different ballgame. It's, it's interesting. And it's yeah. interesting the people that you meet and just the way that, like, humans interact. Working in retail, yeah. I think, gives you a whole new perspective on... So much, like, for respect. Yeah. Of, being a decent human being human connection human interaction yeah. conflict resolution mm-hmm. employee disagreements mm-hmm. you know well because we were both in management positions managers, and our jobs leaders. so it's like we like it all falls on us at the end of the day also making sure that there's still money at the end of the day yeah not like internal asset theft and oh my goodness craziness but anyway that's all the not so fun stuff but we're going to talk about the fun stuff. So we talked about our first jobs. Yeah. Where it all started. But uh, we've had a lot of things going on recently that we wanted to talk about. Within the 150 days since the last time we posted, things have changed a little bit. Yeah. And we wanted to chat about it. So. You were jobless. I was. Crazy cat lady. Crazy jobless cat lady. Yeah. 
and tell us your journey of not becoming jobless, but still crazy cat lady. Okay, so I guess to backtrack, when I finished my contract at the bridal store here in mm-hmm. Red Deer, um, all on positive terms, my contract just finished. I worked a lot and I really loved it. But I had a feeling and I had told one of the owners, because that's whose house I lived at when I was here, that there was potential Trevor and I would be moving out north. Wasn't for sure. It was just mm-hmm. one of those up in the air sort of things. And like you discussed it and you just wanted to like let them know. And her and her husband, well, partner, whatever, they're not married, but I'm going to just say husband for the sake of it, had had this discussion with me because he works in those really high up north jobs too. Yeah. And they own like a whatever safety company. So they're always traveling up that way. So the potential and like discussing it, they were like, yeah, you guys should do it. Like you're young, you don't have kids, like perfect opportunity to start a new kind of way. But um, anyways, it wasn't for sure. So I finished my contract and then we ended up uh, just still living at our old apartment. We were there for a couple of months, but when my contract finished, I just didn't really know what we wanted to do. And then Trevor had heard about some more job opportunities. So we just decided to go guns blazing, figure it out. All the way up to Grand Prairie. Up in the prairies. The grandest of prairies. Anyways, I can't sing a song about it. But anyway, moving up there, I didn't really have high expectations for what I was going to be do- be doing career-wise because I looked into a couple other bridal sh- stores. But to be honest, I really gave... 150% of me to my last bridal store and I just mm-hmm. I You're I don't out. want to. I don't it's not burnt out. Mm-hmm. I just love them so much. I just don't want to taint my experience that I had. Yeah. And I think when I finished at that contract, I came to a natural like close a nice of my life and I'm really happy about it. I'm really grateful. I had so many opportunities. I learned so many things. I saw I just want to make this like actually verbalize it. In my career as a bridal stylist into bridal store manager into, you know, hiree for bridal, you know, area lead. Just say every single hat Every possible. single possible position. I had saw 7,500 brides. 7,500 brides. Oh my God. And out of that, I think I sold to almost 5,000 of them. That's pretty good percentages. She's good. Her commission was golden. Well, well kind no, of. we didn't really do commission, but anyways, the commission was the fact of getting a good job done. Yeah. But no, the it, pat on the back of good jobs. Good job. The pandemic really fucked up a lot of the really good perks. I, I was invited to Bridal Fashion Week in New York City. Oh my and god! And then Milan, Chicago, and Milan in Italy. But yeah. That never ended up happening. So maybe I'll get back to it one day. I still love the store owners. And I always said, hey, if you ever need an extra, I would love to come because I missed my opportunity. So, And we're all still close. Like, we talk all the time. So that could potentially happen. And I know... See, that's the thing with, like, small, like... Like, they're not family. They're friends, right? That own the business together? Girlfriend group that yeah. just really wanted to start They just treat their employees their like thing. family. So it's yeah. like you have that connection with them. You worked with them for years. Yeah. And every time I go home and go back to my old jewelry store, they're like, when are you moving what? back? Your yes. job's always here. Like, yeah. how are you doing? And, like, I go every, probably, like, every third time I go back and visit, I, like, go yeah. see them. And I'll bring, like, stuff for coffee, like, muffins or donuts. And, like, we'll sit in the back and have coffee. Yes. It's just so nice that... 
Like and we with still big have companies, you don't get that. You no. don't get that with big companies. You might have, like, obviously, you and I you worked and at H&M together, but... The one in the million. One, one in a million. But even we were talking about this yesterday. I don't know if we were recording about it or not, if it was already a recorded conversation, but just how different it is in workplaces when you don't have that kind of core group of people or you don't all work in the same place anymore. So we were talking mm-hmm. about our old group from H&M that were all visual merchandisers in the city of Calgary. We would all get together for drinks and cocktails and like now hardly any of us work for the company anymore and it's just not a thing. It's like not the, the new thing to do. the people that replaced us or you know like came up into that position after we did they they don't do that anymore. And it's no. it's sad, but it's also kind of like, well, you know, it is a short period of time. You are just working with people, but that being said, you're working 9 to 5 pretty well 12 to 9 <laughs> every day of the year up until like holidays and your days off like that's a lot of your time spent with those same people every yeah. single day like it would be hard not to make a connection with them you know what i mean yeah anyway we're getting off onto a tangent like we always do but moving to grand prairie i didn't have any high expectations for where i was going to work and i know a lot of people said hey like just apply to the other bridal stores that are there because there's two mm-hmm. but i didn't want to my heart was in my previous job and i ne- I don't want to taint that experience so that wasn't an option for me and i didn't really want to work for a big box store because as we just talked about there's no personal connection to it mm-hmm. and with my experience working in a lot of those big companies there's never anyone to talk to like if you have an issue or Whatever the case may be, you have to send an email and then book a meeting and then do a phone call and it's never in person or you don't mm-hmm. actually get to meet the person who is in charge of you most of the time. Me. That's going to be me. Well, I'm in go. charge of you. No. Call me more. Well, yes. Okay, I will. But Send me an email. LinkedIn request? Shut up. No. <laughs> do you have LinkedIn? Who doesn't have LinkedIn? I mean, I never use it. But it's like, a platform you're supposed to start using when you're over 20. Yeah. You ha- like you really should because they check it when you do interviews. Well, mine's all H&M connections. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, no high expectations. Didn't want to work for a big box store. Uh, but that being said, Grand Prairie the size, it was there's really not a lot of options. So if I wanted to work for a local business, I really had to kind of wait and see. So I ended up not having a job for the first like, well, Four I months. just got a job. Uh, and I didn't really apply or do interviews. So was, from October to February. November. Oh, yes, November. Because I did finish my contract kind of mid-October. beginning to mid-October at the bridal store. And then just moved, took some time for myself. Then there was Christmas. So I really didn't. Knitting. Knitting, reading. So I didn't really put too much effort into it until about January. Mm-hmm. And then I started kind of thinking more about it. Um so, yeah, that was kind of the starting process. But a lot of local businesses aren't hiring in that time because it's after Christmas. Yeah, and it's so slow. Or just before Christmas, you're only going to have a temporary job. And now it's slow season again. So, yeah. But um, with that time off, I spent a lot of time knitting, mm-hmm. making focaccia bread. Mm-hmm. Lots of focaccia bread. So much focaccia. I did go to the gym a lot. I was really proud of myself for that. I haven't gone as much recently, but... I'm also starting this new job and I've been working hard. And I think that being on your feet again, isn't that crazy? Well, that's why I wanted to work out when I was at home. Cause I was like, I can't just sit at home and do nothing. Mm -hmm. And I know I have a hundred steps a day, but at least getting your body moving, it it just helps. So 
I, I was really working on myself. I like healthy mindset, healthy mm-hmm. living. And I think I did. Rebuilding. 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 Rebranding. <laughs> Rebranding. Restructuring. re really gone anything. this whole hippie route. Like mushrooms every day. I'm drinking friggin' kombucha. And Lion's mean mushrooms, people. Like ginger immunity my... shots and like friggin' what else? Hippie dippy doo da he. She lot powder yeehaw. from the Himalayan algae mountains and like whatever. Algae mountains. <laughs> So she's really, really diving into that. I also kind of regained my faith a little bit. So I've been going to church and, you know, talking to the guy above. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. I mean, I'm still figuring that out. But I thought, hey, the Bible's the best-selling book. I may as well get a copy. (laughs) That doesn't get read. No, a lot I of do. Pages. I do. I do look at it. I bought the prettiest. I look Bible. at it. I bought the prettiest Bible so I could, you know, check it out. But anyway, um, so, so what? How many places did you apply to? Only a handful. Uh, I want to say like five. And then how many got back? Three. So actually, they all replied, but three replied with interview processes. Yeah, other two were like, nah. So okay, getting back to it. The options are slim pickings, and my experience with it being in retail, I knew I was going to have kind of a hard time. Mm-hmm. I did really want to support a local business, and I wanted a company that matched the values I have as a person because you're going to be there a lot of the time. And I felt like when I left H&M, my values did not align with H&M's values anymore, mm-hmm. and that's why it didn't work. Whereas like my values with the bridal store and the owners, we had very similar values. Family, work-life balance, it was very important. So I vibed with that. So this next place I knew had to vibe with that. Mm-hmm. So I applied to a couple different places. Um, and the one that I ended up doing interview process, I guess this kind of segues into our next one. Zoom interviews. Like no in-person anything anymore. Sorry about I, it. I had never done Zoom interviews. Because before I got my contract back from the bridal store, mm-hmm. I was a receptionist for a lighting place in Calgary. It was a short stint, but I did, an, I did two in-person interviews, even though it was the pandemic. Yeah, so just like masks. But like even interviewing with masks, it's, it's so hard to like read Gage. the person. Like so hard. People show so much stuff Through in their face and non-verbal emotions. Non-verbal cues. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like... Oh yeah, like you could just be like staring at you and like, but your what's your mouth doing? What's your are you smiling? Are you like freaking out? Are your yeah. nostrils flaring? Like or all do that you stuff. Do weird stuff with your lips, or <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you have weird teeth? Or do you have <laughs> no teeth? I don't know. No. So doing Zoom interviews was like whew, whole new project for me because I am not. I get so nervous. So nervous. What if you don't sign on on time? I know. I literally shit my pants the other day because I had a What Zoom. if your internet goes down? So the company I ended up accepting a job from, I'm not going to say it because I just don't want to. That's I, fine. I just don't feel like it. I don't think people need to know exactly where I am. So I'm working at a new job. That's all you need to know. I really love it. I really love the people I work for or work with so far that I've met. And it's clothing, which I'm happy in my element for that. And it mm-hmm. matches my values for this healthy mindset. So I'm excited. But they do a lot of Zoom interviews and a lot of Zoom calls, like Zoom meetings which is great. I think it's great for And, a like, team. not just, like, for your store. It's, like, around the world. Well, exactly. So uh, this is a big company. I'll say that. I don't want to work for a big box store. No, I didn't. But, <laughs> but their values. Are you making fun of me? A little bit. No, you are. not at all. You're making fun of me. <laughs> I don't care. 
from what I've done so far through the interview process, the training process, the onboarding in store, and the actual working in store, they're putting their mouth where they're, they're, they're putting their money where their mouth, mouth is, is yes. and it's it shows. Like the employees are all very happy, very healthy, very conscious of like mindful work, but work life balance. But Zoom interviews threw me for a loop. So I Zoom in, interviewed with this company. I Zoom interviewed with another clothing company called Maurice's. Ew, what's that? It's based for small towns. It's a fast fashion industry or fast fashion clothing company. But it's like That only blouses. builds stores. No, no, not just blouses. like all clothing. Mm. They only build stores in small cities mm. so they can maximize... Maximize. I did it again. Maximize. Maxim, maximize on that community mindset. Mm-hmm. So another reason why I applied to that company was because they mentioned the community mindset. And I thought that was For important. some reason, that's making me think of the blouse barn from Shit's Creek. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Kind of. That's probably what it is. What was it called again? <laughs> Maurice's. Maurice's? I thought it was a maternity store at first. And yeah. then I read more about it. So they have... Or like an Italian restaurant. They have a small number of stores across North America. They were an American-based company. But again, they only build stores in locations that have a smaller like less population. population. Yeah. So they can build a big community within their employees and the patrons attending the store, mm-hmm. which I thought was nice. The other place I applied to was, <laughs> this is not going to come as a shock to some people, Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking for a floor supervisor slash manager. And you're like, I'll be perfect for that. I wasn't sure if it was a volunteer position or a paid position, but I did find out it was a paid position. So I applied because I like volunteering, but mm-hmm. I knew if I was looking for a job, I would much rather get a job that was full time and paid. Obviously. Sorry, I adjusted my mic if that made too much noise. It's okay. So, um, yeah, I applied to them. I didn't end up doing a Zoom interview with them. Uh, I filled out an interview questionnaire, and then they said, like, thanks for your application, but no thanks. <laughs> you have too much experience, and you're going to take all the clothes. I think they, I think that might have been the thing, is yeah. that I thought they I was an over... They only hire people that don't want the cool, trendy stuff. I don't think they're that. I don't think they're that smart. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I would do that, because, like, yeah, no but if you were come shop at Goodwill if all the good stuff is gone. There's good stuff in everything, though. I'm not buying the name brand stuff. I'm buying the pants that the 90-year-old lady had in her closet from when she was I 20. I want those slacks. Exactly. Anyways. Do you say when she was 20? Sure. Oh, yeah. My great-grandmother kept all of her clothes. That's so cool. She had a monkey fur coat. A monkey? Monkey. Yeah, like she got it in monkey Japan. Hair? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was it. Call. Itchy. Call the police. I don't even know what happened to it. I think my Aunt Jerry might have it. She didn't want to throw it out because she thought it would be like a animal abuse crime. Well, I mean, like that animal was killed. You can't get rid of it. No, but also who the freak's going to wear it? Yeah, I, I think it was. But anyways, that was just my kooky grandmother, but great grandmother, pardon me. But yeah, so I applied to a couple places and I did do a Zoom interview with the hiring manager of Maurice's and they were very nice. Um... They wanted to do like a training program. It was a new store that they're mm-hmm. opening in Grand Prairie. So they are still opening the store and that's fabulous. I'll, I'll definitely have to check them out when they get opened up in April. But they wanted me to fly to Saskatchewan to do training. And I oh. just, I wasn't really uh, comfortable with that. 
But like I like You're being gonna go to home. Saskatoon for two weeks and train. And I just had the same feeling of when I traveled with H&M and I was like this is not leaving a good taste in my mouth so she invited me to do a second interview and I just respectfully declined because I just didn't want it so I put all of my all my eggs in one basket with this job I did end up actually getting a job with which I'm excited because I have had that happen in the past where I'm like I'm just gonna put it in the hands of whomever is taking care of me up above and just hope it happens for me, and it's it did. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. Exactly. So, and it worked out. And so out. far, so good. It is. It's good. But anyways, I'm blabbing. That was like my whole huge thing. As Alvin's turn, because he has exciting news with his job and all of the changes that he's been going through. Well, H&M does not use Zoom, but we use Teams. Microsoft and, Teams, yeah. Yeah. So I just had my digital interview last week. For a new store opening in Calgary for I store have, manager. That's so exciting. I like, like I'm ecstatic for you. I really am. It's just I don't know what's happening with my life, but I'm just going with the flow, and this is currently the flow that is going to I think that's the best way to look at it though. And I'm just motivated by money right now. So more money, more problems, but that's fine with me. But money um, isn't everything. No, but it's something. <laughs> It's not everything, but it's a thing that's important. Okay. Teach like, their own with their values. So Alden's values are Hey, I got to pay off my credit card. True. Because I decided to move back to Calgary and fully, fully furnish my apartment the way I wanted to and didn't care about how much things cost. And now I'm paying the price much later. Anyway, I love my I love my furniture. But yeah, so I applied for a store manager at the new... Um, well, it's not new... It's, it's not open yet. No, but it's going to be a new store, but new it's going store. in the exactly same place it was where we used to work, Market Mall. So ah, I Full circle moment. Right? Full circle moment. I started there as a little baby, sales advisor, moved up into management, closed the store, and now I want to reopen it. So I find out Friday if I get the job. So we'll have to update you later if I'm still sad little department manager, but... Yeah, like, again, with you're saying how Zoom pros, it was so nerve-wracking. Like, I was making sure, like, oh, my God, is the lighting okay? Like, yeah. is the camera too close or too far away? Like, am I using my hands too much? So and that's like, what I was going to ask you. Did you do the inner, like, I know you did it on Zoom, obviously, but yeah. did you do it at home or did you do it I did in it at the home, store? Because okay. I was on vacation, so. Oh, right, okay. So I did it at home, and, like, my roommate's cat um, was chilling, and then, like, just before it started, decided that she wanted to be pet. So she kept, like, jumping on the chair and, like, trying to get onto the table and stuff. And I was like, Judy, please go away. Like, I need space. I'm already, like, shitting bricks over here. Um, so, yeah, like, set up my little thing. I wore a little silk, well, my silk blazer. Because I think we mentioned that in the last um, podcast. Oh, yeah. The yes. most expensive thing we ever bought. Love that for so you. So I wore my H&M. It's H&M. So my no silk shock. blazer. Um, I felt super cute. Um, I had my water to the side, and yeah, it was like an hour long, but like time went by so fast, and I have no idea what I said, but hopefully all good things. But yeah, I zoom like it's so so different. But of course, like the people I interviewed with were in Vancouver, so it's like so they didn't have to make a. They're not gonna trip. fly you out for an interview. Yeah. Although if it was 1970, they might. Yeah, maybe. Cheaps were a lot. Cheaps. <laughs> Cheaps were a lot cheap. The flights were a lot cheaper back then. They also let you smoke on the plane and they served you tequila. Oh, tequila. Not 
in a mini bottle. Oh, the home patron. I'm just thinking about Pan Am now. Oh yeah. Honestly, <laughs> such a good movie. So good. Um but yeah, so hopefully I get that job. We hear about it. I'm moving on up in H&M Corporate. Moving on up to the sky. But, like, I think no. I'll be a great store manager, don't you think? I I'm definitely. I'm quirky. I'm bubbly. I just have to stay organized. You will. I think it's one of those things. It comes with learning. Obviously, I can only speak from a perspective of being a store manager for a small business with a very limited amount of employees. But mm-hmm. that being said, I think with great responsibility comes great power yeah and that makes a good um you know leader and i think that's the other aspect too that people lose touch with is that you're not a boss yeah you are a leader yeah and it's very important to decipher the two and if you can't then it will make your job very difficult yeah and i think again it also comes with professionalism now Obviously, that being said, I can't speak too much on that because well, I it's was like also hard because harassing. like we're young and like sometimes we have older employees, so it's like you want to be fun, but at the same time you're like, oh, like I'm I can up, level up on, than you, but like you are ten to twenty years older, older than me for sure. I think that's a, that's a huge thing, and I think Lance, that's a great like point. no offense to some older generations, but sometimes if they've been in that job a long time, they don't change. They don't want no, and you only ch- we talked about this at dinner last night. You can't convince someone to change if they are not willing to change. Yeah. Or if they're not willing to put the work in to change or if they don't see that they need to. Yeah. Um, I can speak on working with people that are older, not in my current position, but in previous jobs. I have worked with people who are older than me and under me in terms of position. And it's hard, but I think you have to come to a point where it's like age does not matter. Yeah. Experience does not matter. It's what you bring to the table now and what you're providing for the company, the business, and the people who work here right now. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, we are all in the same boat. So it's like, why make it difficult or whatever? Exactly. Well, and yeah, like, right? You're going to work with them 80% of your life. Like, 80%? Oh my well, God. Well, not your oh, life, right but now. maybe like 80% of your life right now is spent at your job. Yeah. So even if you're not there for your entire freaking life. I am now an H&M lifer. If I can you're thing. over the five-year hump. You got the gold badge, honey. You're I there. Don't, it's stuck in Toronto. No one will send it to me. I'm, good thing I'm going there this summer. That's bold. It's at my old store. and no Why one, won't they send it to you? Because. Stick it in an envelope and slap a stamp on it. I've said it so many times. And do you know how many times I've told them to take me off the emergency contact list? Oh my god, okay, so this is, sorry, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> well, according to, like, I, like, one of my good friends from Toronto, like, she was our full-timer, and I trained her to take over my position, because, yes, I knew I was coming back to Alberta. Yeah. And so she got promoted. So I texted her all the time, like, hey, like, still on the emergency contact list. And at that specific store in Toronto, like, we had a transformer for the whole street, so, oh, right. I forgot about that. So okay. it tripped alarms all the time. So then our security company would be like, hey, this sensor, blah, blah, blah. So I blocked their phone number. Yeah. Because I'd get calls at like 3 a.m. at night when this like sensor always reset every single day. So I finally blocked them. So then when I go listen to my voicemails, Mackenzie can um, attest to this. I literally had eight voicemails today. Well, two of them were important ones, but the other six were, this is some, some, some from security company calling for L. All done Mueller for H&M location, you know blah, blah, blah. hilarious? Sorry, different tangent, but... <laughs> anyway, that's it. You, I hate it. 
it, that is frustrating. That's really frustrating, especially because it just goes to show. If you're not there, things don't get done. Not even that, but like, obviously, the big company isn't keeping tabs on what's going on. Well, that's the thing. They're like, we trust that you're running your business, and then you have some people that don't do it. Like, anyway, sorry. Yeah. That's just my own personal view on that, but... Well, it's hard. I mean, like, for them side perspective, too, like, since it's a huge company, they have yeah. so much other shit to worry about yes. from global. Well, yeah, but... And it goes on and on and on and on. Never it doesn't mean story. that you're not important. You're still a yeah. very valued and... You know, well, a, you might not be like valued, but you are a valuable person and you are a very important cog in the machine that but is the, CEO the company. has no idea who I am. No, and they never will. Sorry, mm-hmm. but they won't. I'm sorry. That's and that's same with, with the company that I just started working for. But I'm okay with that because, you know, whatever. At this point, I I'm just like, to. it's okay. I don't want to know who I am. Um, every time you say your last name, the thought that comes to my mind is Bueller. 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 <laughs> if anyone listens to my voicemail, it's so embarrassing because I'm like, Alden Mueller. Alden Bueller. Just Where's Bueller? Bueller. It's my day off. It's your day off. Are you going to make a float? Are you going on a float? Going on a parade? Stealing a Ferrari? Um, Having maybe, a mental breakdown? Maybe next. Okay, well, that for sure. <laughs> But maybe I'll wait till the summer when there's actual parades to have my mental breakdown, steal a Ferrari, and go into a parade. And have a meltdown that you stole your dad's car. Well, I my, love my I dad's lo- car is a tractor, so <laughs> perfect for a parade. Steal a tractor, um, Ferris Bueller. We, we have a podcast coming up about movies. I'm excited about that because I love childhood movies. movies that shaped us into who we Oof. are. Well, just a lot of topics. Like, a lot of subjects within the movie title, but talking about Ferris Bueller as an example, his girlfriend's name's Sloan. I oh, love that name. It's gorgeous. So nice. Like, Sloan. Oh, my God. Should we have a, very, like, an episode ooh. about baby names? We have an episode Sloan about kiddos, so, yeah, we could. Oh, yeah. Put that on the list. So, that was one of the things that we did at dinner. I think I talked about this in our last podcast, but, like, I forgot to mention it, was that... We came up with a lot of time. We came up. We were, we were very productive at this dinner. We had a nice time, but we also came up with a lot of topics to talk about. But you haven't talked about today in this episode, working what? nine to five, all your transfers between stores. Oh, my God. Okay, that's another thing that's happening. So in the midst of all of the craziness that happened at Alden's apartment with it literally turning into the Titanic and exploding from the inside out. Getting COVID and blah, 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 Getting COVID blah. and moving into a house with roommates and... You know, not being on your own anymore. I was supposed to be transferring locations. You're also switching around stores like, you know, a fart in a mitt. <laughs> Ew! You never heard that saying? No. Well, come on! Fart in a mitt. What is that? That makes no sense. I'm going to Google it. Okay, so I'll... Well, fart in a mitt. <laughs> hey, Siri. It's fart in a mitt. third amendment. <laughs> Hold on, shut up. Oh Let me God. try it. Fart in a mitt. And the winner is, can you please refer it into a sentence, please? Something frantic or very active. Something insignificant. <laughs> Urban Dictionary says the art, uh, the act of moving around or being moved around while in a confined space, usually used by a father in 1985. <laughs> so okay. clearly I jumped back in time. 
Interesting. So yeah, I guess I'm clearly in an H&M fart in a minute situation. Um, but yeah, so I was at one location and I was getting transferred to another location because I already was in talks with um, our area team about becoming a store manager. What? The final, kind of like the actual full thing was like, originally used by fathers in the 80s to describe how kids would bounce around on the back of a car. Oh. It's like you're trapped in a confined space like a fart in a mint. <laughs> okay. That bounces around. Uh, anyways. Oh my God, that's so funny. Sorry. Anyways, go ahead. So, I had to. That's the trivia. It's yeah. the, or the tidbits or the, you know, little. The fun fact of the day. The fun facts. So I yes. learn something new every day. Thank you, Mackenzie. You're very um, For welcome. that um, little phrase. Um, but yeah, so when I first moved back from Toronto, I like sat down with the area team. They were like, oh, so what is your like next steps? Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, well, the only thing for Calgary would be a store manager. So that would be something I want to do. Yeah. And then they sat down there and then I did another one in the fall to like recap. They're like, okay, wait. We kind of have a plan for you. So come the new year, you'll be going to um, this new location. Um, they, it's a very small team because it's a slower store, but lots of things to do. Um, like to like increase it but, or like uh, make it more efficient, blah, blah, blah. So like we want to see how you do. Yeah. So that was supposed to be, be in the beginning of January. Obviously, a lot of shit was happening Shit in hit the fan. And so then they pushed it to February. And right. then February came around. The, so me and another department manager were supposed to do a swap. And so she didn't like this idea and decided to quit. She didn't like the idea of doing a swap? Yeah. So she or didn't just like the, my location for me to go hurt. So she's like, no, I don't want to do that. So then she just quit. She just quit. What? Yeah. That seems kind of arbitrary. Yeah. I think she was like, also done. With oh, the company okay. Too. I'm like, there would have had really to have been. New. She was new. There would have had to have been so, an underlying reason. You wouldn't just be like, no, you want me to move? Too bad. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what happened on their end, but anyway, she quit, so it got pushed back another two weeks. Oh, God. Um, so everything happens in two weeks for me with H&M right now. Yes. It's a lot. So then I went to this new location, was there for two weeks. Um, my other manager from uh, my other location had a family emergency in the Philippines, so then I went back to cover her for two weeks, came back to the location I was sent to for Holy one week, Jesus. and then now I'm on vacation for this week. Oh, my God. And then now... I'm back to that location for a week, and then back to my original uh, location until I get Markham Mall, if I find out if I get Markham Mall. So I'm literally all over Calgary right now, and not living central downtown is, like, so Pain in the ass, yeah. Because now that I live in the northeast buckfuck nowhere... Oh, sorry, I saw a TikTok the other day making fun of Canadian slang, and that was one of them. Like, um, <laughs> it's funny that we say that. Anyway. It's also, like, you know, uh, what's that saying? I don't know. Oh, I, I eat shit outside? That was one, another one on that list of like, why no. did you say that? I ate shit outside. Like, oh, you fell down. You fell down. Like, you know, I it's funny. Shit. Actually, I saw a video the other day of Matthew McConaughey and um, Hugh Grant and the guy that plays in Sons of Anarchy, oh. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. And Charlie Hunnam is Georgine. So he's from UK. Hugh Grant is also from, like, London, so UK. And then Matthew McConaughey is from Texas. Yeah. So there's, like, all these different slangs. So there was someone who was hosting the video and was like, okay, what does this mean? And I was like, bless your heart. And, like, oh, 
you know, he's a Giza or, you know, things like that. I'm like, somebody should do one for Canada if they haven't already. I'm sure there's one out there, but there is a lot of them. It's so funny. Because as much as friggin' everything on TV is like, oh, they just say out and about, eh? (laughs) It's in a boat. Literally the last thing we say. That's a little bit not how we say it. Sorry. Yes, no. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) That's my favorite one. Yeah, no. No, yeah, for sure. Well, and in our analytics for the podcast, we realized that we have some people that listen to us from other places. We're like, not just popular in Canada. <laughs> shook at that. Like someone from Sri Lanka listened to us yeah. one time. And they're like, oop, not that. <laughs> that's not what I wanted. Wanted to look at, I don't know. The girl and her gay. That's not what I wanted. Maybe you wanted Google search. gals or maybe he was looking, he or she was looking for gays. I don't yeah, know. Whatever. Uh, that's another tangent. Another tangent, but that's yeah. that's too bad. I mean, it sucks because you just, it's the uncertainty. Yeah. And, and like, then how do you plan I your life? Know. Yeah, like I was just going to say, like, I can't plan anything. Like, I had my set schedule for the one location I got sent to, and I was supposed to help my friend move and all this stuff, and now I don't have that day off anymore because I got sent back to this other location, and so I just texted her. I was like, maybe I can do, like, an 8 to 5 or something that day and, like, come still help you move. I don't know, like... I feel bad because I promised I would help her, and now I'm like, oops, sorry, like, H&M's pushing me all over the place, but I told them I'm flexible, so sorry. So here we are. I was like, I need that money, honey. Gotta get that. Gotta get that paper. Gotta get that boom, boom, pow. Powder. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's powder. not the words. You don't want to get powder. No, I don't. I want some water, though. My lips are getting really dry, so I think that's a good place to end this podcast. Well, I guess you're the leader of the show. Yes, it's my turn. Cut the cameras. Cut the tapes. Cut the tapes. I think that is a great point. I I think, too, we're also at a point in our lives where we have been working for so long. You started when you were 16, and I started when I was, like, 13, 14. So, like, an actual job for, like, 10 plus years. 10 plus years working. You get to know. And we're only in our 20s. God damn. We're we going to have, have the rest such of bad wrinkles. Anyway. Oh, honey. No, no, no. I we know. don't go out in the sun because we're always whacking. The sunscreen. FPF. What? FPF. <laughs> FPF every day. No FPF here. Um, I also want to point out that last night, while you drunken hooligans were falling asleep, because that's when we recorded the episode with Lindsay, the drunken one, mm-hmm. Um. I did my full skincare routine. You're like, oh, I did. And I, when I woke up this morning, I was like, I didn't even brush my teeth. Yeah. And I was like, I felt so good putting on my oil cleanser. And I'm like looking at, I hear Lindsay snoring on the couch. I hear you fucking sogging logs in the bedroom. And I'm like. Sucking logs. I wish. <laughs> I said side logs. Oh. oh, God. And then I'm like, I got to put on my full routine. The end. Any notes about your work in nine five today? Since you just wrapped up your Me? Like, next Lindsay session, just walked in the door. The episode. Any notes? Um, it was fabulous. She was a really nice girl who I just shot. I've shot with her before. You shot her? I shot her. <laughs> <laughs> she dead now. I'm just kidding. All oh, over that beautiful white rug. No, there's a lot of blood in there. So Lindsay's oh, a working gal. We're working gals. Two more shoots, baby. Let's go. Ta-da! Well, that's it for the end of this workday. Bye-bye! See ya!